Welcome to Transform Now, the podcast brought to you by robotic process automation pioneer, Blue Prism. Digital transformation has the potential to reshape the way companies service their customers, engage their employees, and manage their operations. Whether you're looking to develop strategies, tactics, and best practices to positively impact the future of work, or you're curious to learn how other companies have successfully navigated their digital transformation programs, then this podcast is for you. We're here to help you transform now. Hello, and welcome to Transform Now. This is Zena Seaton, Vice President of Customer Experience at Blue Prism and a co-founder of Women in RPA. I'm pleased to have with me today the team from Wonderbots, a Blue Prism Delivery and Technology Alliance partner, including Paula Carneria-Kopp and four of her colleagues who are Blue Prism Community MVPs, Most Valuable Professionals. This is part one of a two-part podcast with Wonderbots. Welcome, guys. Welcome, Paula. Hey, Zena. How's it going? Good. Thanks so much for having us. We're really hey. thrilled to be here. Hello. And I'm joined by a team of the Fab Four, we'll call them for now, the first inducted Blue Prism MVPs. Gentlemen, do you want to say a quick hello? Hey, hi, Zena. Hi, Zena. Hello. Hello, everyone. How about we give you give you guys an opportunity to introduce yourselves to our listeners? Devneet, let's start with you. Sure. So, hello, everyone. So, I am Devneet Monty, and I have been inducted as one of the Blue Prism Community MVPs this year. I have been working as a senior consultant at Wonderbots, and I have been into multiple roles for the past four years, starting from like as an RPA developer, even being, even I have been a solution designer during my entire tenure and yes for me it's always a learning cycle that is going on and with blue prism it has gone great so far excellent i cannot wait to hear more about your experiences throughout our podcast today and let's go to Anwan. i'm Lauren. you want to introduce yourself please yeah sure jenna thanks for the opportunity yeah myself i'm lan i have total six and a half years of experience but i'm total into rpa blue prism i have five years of experience and I am very old guy who is using Blue Prism community, I guess, out of this three MVPs here. And, you know, like I was like, it's very helpful, like, you know, community when there was no source for RPA, like we used to get a lot of help from community. And that's how I got interest into community. And, you know, and now I became an MVP after four years, I guess. It's a long wait, but yeah, that's good. And I'm working currently, I'm working as a senior RPA consultant in Wonderbirds, but yeah, I am into multiple roles, uh, sometimes working as a lead, sometimes working as a developer, sometimes working as a senior developer. Perfect. Well, I think that variation of experiences is one of the reasons why you are a MVP for the Blue Prism community. And I'm sure one of the fab four, as Paula said, one of the reasons why you're a member of that group along with Tejas Kumar. Let's have you introduce yourself. Hello, everyone. Glad to be part of this team. Highly excited. <laughs> Starting with myself, I'm Tejas Kumar Darji, and uh, I've been closely working with Wonderbots and Blue Prism, both close to two years now, completely on the Blue Prism. So again, I've been also working with different roles, being a tester, developer, leader, and a lot of different roles through the RPA. Also, I'm, you know, active in mentoring the new joinees in the RPA domain, right? Where we need to tutor them. We need to help them understand this entire industry. So I, I like that a, a lot about working here at Wonderbots and with Blue Prism that we get a lot of opportunity. <laughs> 
I love opportunity. We're very pleased that Automation and Blue Prism is offering uh, that opportunity to you, as well as uh, WonderBots. So, Morali Krishna, let's have you introduce yourself to the group. Thanks for having us for today's uh, podcast here. So, myself, Murli Kodi. So, I'm from Odisha, India. So, uh, I have completed my bachelor's in electronics, uh, electrical engineering. And eventually, I've ended up in, in software engineering. So, it does not plan actually. So I've been, I've been working into with Blue Prism uh, at around uh, five years since now. And, and I'm currently working as a senior consultant, uh, automation developer with Wonderbots. To accidentally end up in the it's a very common theme that I hear. So uh-huh. um, I don't think anyone actually studied automation. I have a chemistry degree of all things, so <laughs> I don't really think it matters. <laughs> it matters yeah. where your passion is. So we're glad yeah. you found automation. And we're glad you found us. So Paula, <laughs> let's give you an opportunity to, to introduce yourself and Wonderbots and tell us a little bit about your Fab Four and why they're being part of the community is important to Wonderbots. Absolutely. Thanks for that, Zena. So my name is Paula Carnero-Cox. Now, that's the first time I'm introducing myself with that surname. And I am the Vice President of Business Development at Wonderbots. And what that means is that I'm responsible for finding new places to introduce automation to the community outside of the community. We all love and know automation where we're at. And I'm actually one of the ones, too, came from a process design background and wound up playing with digital workers. I completely understand that the trajectory can be a little windy to get to automation. Wonderbots is really proud to be a Blue Prism partner. We have a longstanding relationship with Blue Prism. We've been noted for several awards from Blue Prism. And one of the ones that I wanted to draw attention to was for best practices. And best practices really means that what we give to our clients is the tools and the toolkits and really the ability and and kind of training to get them on their track of, of automation in a way that's gonna give them value and continue to produce value. We're not one of those, those partners we don't believe in coming in, helping you get started and then abandoning, right? There's a lot of different tricks of the trade and, and we hire and we retain talent like these four gentlemen represented here because we know how important it is to our clients to have that peace of mind, knowing that they have folks that know what they're doing and that are trained and, and continuously upskilled. So, Training is very rigorous at Wonderbots and, and folks like this who are dedicated to the program and dedicated to Blue Prism make my job easier, frankly. So I'm thrilled to be here. I'm so proud of these four. And, and I'm hoping that Fab Four is just a moment in time that we continue to grow and mature more community members that are of that MVP caliber. And with leaders like this, I think we have no problem checking that box down the road too. Thanks for having us, Lena. Yeah, I would agree with that. And I think the experience that these gentlemen bring in the various roles as they were introducing themselves really helps to have them be able to take a step back from the immediate automation at hand and really take a strategic approach to looking at that automation as opposed to just automating it with the you know, 25 years of experience that we have combined between the gentleman on the phone. So I want to give each of them an opportunity to uh, share stories and talk about their perspective and how they really work with their clients to strategically move them towards transformation as opposed to just coding some and taking orders, right? Instead of just taking orders, what you'll hear today is just that, that these folks They take a look at what's being asked. They understand what the business challenge is, and then they develop with the business solution in mind. 
And it's really awesome to see them at work. So I'm thrilled that they get to share their stories. Yeah, me too. And so I want to start with Morali Krishna. Uh, Morali Krishna, last time we spoke, you mentioned design thinking strategies and how you apply design thinking strategies in your role as an automation specialist, automation developer. Do you want to tell us a little bit more about the importance of using design thinking strategies mm -hmm. in your role as opposed to just thinking about the technical aspect? As a developer, SNS, we get started with the development cycle. So as we receive sign off from on the steps that needs to be automated from the business. So we'd have to evaluate how, how could this be uh, feasible in terms of technical aspects. So from Blue Prism, if you can do it in a direct manner, if we follow the same step, which I mentioned in the PDD or the business, the actual business process. So it might take some longer time. If the business person, actual SME is doing it, it in 10 or 20 minutes or the same thing. If you do it via board, if it is taking the same time, then there is no much value we can add to the automation. So in that way, we, as a developer from the design point of view, we think of other ways, how we can reduce the time uh, that is being taken by the board. As an example, if I uh, if I have to tell, so there's a process which downloads a report from uh, a portal and which takes around uh, 10 minutes because it, it has to go through uh, multiple screens and uh, input multiple inputs in all the fields and then it has to wait for the file to be downloaded and uh, finally it gets the file. So this whole cycle takes around 10 minutes of time. So when we started development, so we, we thought this might not be the right way because when it finally goes into production, it, it's not just one file where we'll be doing. So it will be, we'll be having thousands of uh, <clears throat> items which we'll be doing. So it will end up taking too much time to be complete that process. So in, in that thing, we tried up taking, thinking in other way. So we found that we tried to talk with the application team. So with the business and they responded very well. So we talked about an API, so which could return the file. Uh, and we talked, we had a multiple calls with the business and technical team of the application team. So we, we finally come out to the approach where we can use an API and which can fetch out the file within a minute, which is a great achievement in terms of uh, reducing the time, how it used to take earlier. And it also reduces the error rate where we generally face in the UI automation. So it completely eliminates the UI interaction and it's just an API call that we have to make through Blue Prism and it makes the uh, life of the developer easier and also from the business value as well. Excellent example of how to take a step back and reimagine how to improve as opposed to just simply recode what the humans are doing today. That's the brilliance of having a digital worker. <laughs> they can actually do things humans couldn't. <laughs> Yeah. I'm curious, any perspective on how the employees uh, reacted to that change? Were they pleasantly surprised uh, with the uh, improvement you were able to make? Yeah, so uh, as a process owner, so they, they're not much into technical details because they just use the interaction provided by the application team and they just go with the flow. So they uh, never wanted to go with the application uh, cross-check to improve the, the uh, process speeds and all. So when we introduced the concept, they thought, uh, is there a way that, that we can really do it in, in such a small time? So, but, but from when we think it of a blue prism and automation perspective, so it was possible. So when we showed them the solution, this can be done within this much time and can cut down this much processing time. So they were very much excited, but 
when they came to see the actual results, so <laughs> uh, you can see the happiness in their faces. So uh, they were pretty amazed to see uh, how fast the bot can uh, perform the step, which they used to take 10 minutes. I mean, I'm just uh, taking example of one case, but as a full scale process, so it, they end up doing around uh, 100 to 200 hours every month on doing this kind of processes and which is mostly reduced to uh, 20 to 30 hours as bot hours, if you can. Wow. I think that deserves a wow. I'm impressed and really love hearing um, that story. And thank you for sharing it, Marat Krishna. I want to, uh, one thing that I think is really interesting is looking at it almost, if I can say, like a puzzle and pulling the pieces mm -hmm. apart saying, what's the best piece to put back into the, the solution in order to make it the best solution. But what's interesting mm -hmm. is that when I do a jigsaw puzzle, I have the top of the box. So I know the picture I'm going for. And I think often you don't have that end picture in mind. So I'd like to go to Devneet now. And, and Devneet, I'm interested in hearing about, do you see things like a jigsaw puzzle? And, and if you don't have the, the box, how do you take that approach of a jigsaw puzzle to overcome complexity that comes with automations, but you don't have the picture of what it should look like at the end? How do you approach that? Yeah, like you said, like exactly, like a jigsaw puzzle excites everyone who doesn't it, like who isn't interested in a jigsaw puzzle. So whenever I have come across, I would say the processes in my experience, I would say it's not only a collaboration between the developers, but yes, obviously the SMEs who are involved, the business uh, counterparts. What happens is like when we go ahead for a solution, we just don't go with the, just get the requirement, like you just need to do A or B or C, some particular step and just go with it. What we do is we actually probe them. We ask them questions. What if we go with that particular approach? Like we, we go through multiple iterations. Like whenever, let's say I have seen a process, I will be going through that application myself and I'll be looking at, okay, maybe if this shortcut can be used or maybe if this step can be, you know, redefined in a way or then how it would like affect the business. So sometimes what happens every time I can't say like every step you can go ahead and you can just re-modify because there are some dependencies, but more the questions you ask, right? There are certain steps that even the business doesn't know at that particular point of time, because what they are doing is they are following a procedure that has just defined like certain steps. So they do not sometimes think out of the box at that moment. But when you bring automation to picture, everyone becomes happy. Like they're like, they are thinking like, okay, it might be some kind of magic that can just go ahead and make their life easier. So when you bring that kind of confidence, I think, into the business, into their minds, I think they also get excited. And that is how I have seen in many of my processes. Like whenever we have went with any automation, we have always first broken the automation into modular pieces, I would say. So when we break it into modular pieces, then we can, you know, combine all of those things. Like we can stitch them together. Like maybe step A can be come ahead after step B. So we can even like transform the processes in such a way because I think the ultimate benefit of an automation is not just automating the work that they are doing, but it is more on transforming the work they are doing. It is more on the digital transformation side, if you see. So I will even give you one example. Like I, I actually remember one uh, very, uh, I would say, success uh, story that I have with me, uh, which was regarding one of the processes that I actually had to automate, which was in the insurance domain. So we were working for a subrogation project. So basically there, what used to happen was there was a particular portal where many uh, cases used to come on a day-to-day -day basis. And the people who are actually working from the operation side, 
they always used to get those cases and the install was worth on it. The complexity here was like each day you can get like around even 25 cases. Sometimes even it can go to 30 cases. And for like, if you, if I'm doing it manually by myself, right, it, it can take me around like 15 to 20 minutes. So you can just imagine how much headache it can be because again, you are going into multiple applications. The most challenging part of this automation was the number of applications. Even when it came to us, we were also very amazed. Like, okay, there are like seven to eight applications that we need to automate in one process at once. Okay. So when they also came up with us, the benefits, the, there were a lot of, I would say a road, like, okay, it is going to be a very, like, it is going to reduce uh, a lot of efforts from their end. It is going to reap a lot of benefits. So we went into it. We saw that what they were doing. So what we saw was like the process that they were following, they were going to one application, maybe like application A, then they're going to application B. So what we thought was, why not first uh, go and do everything that is in one application altogether? Because they were always switching back into the applications. When they go to A, then they might go to B, they take some details, then they again might come back to A. So what we did was we came up with an approach so that we can do all the common steps in one particular application. Once we do it, then we go to the next application. And if let's say after that, some kind of uh, maybe let's say some dependency is there again on the on that same application then we can come back to that so when we designed it in such a way like when we broke it into multiple pieces and when we combined that entire thing into a automation workflow it worked wonders for us if i have to tell you the exact benefit that we got you can just say that for each case what we saw was like for every case we were getting like a reduction of from 15 minutes to at least like five to eight minutes and when you combine it into an overall picture because you are getting 25 cases to 30 cases on an average and in, on peak months i would say that uh, volume can even go till 50 cases so it was a very uh, i would say a very huge role among the team as well and the most one more benefit that we got i will tell you and this is what i think is the most important that was we were able to introduce a lot of audit practices in between there were reviews that were happening. So what happens is many times we do not review also whenever we are doing some certain process. So here when the bot is doing something and it is assigning that task to the human worker for some of the cases, they can go ahead and they can review it. They can bring some audit practices in between so as to also improve the process in a much, I would say, secure way. So all those benefits, yeah, this one automation process gave us just because of this jigsaw puzzle concept that we had. That last bit where you talk about digital workers assigning work to humans is just brilliant. <laughs> when we start to really think about the interflow and the, the interlacing of work between human and digital is where it really gets exciting. As I mentioned at the beginning, I look after the Blue Prism customer experience, and I also think it's just amazing how what you're doing internally to companies is impacting their customers' experience, giving them time back in their day and making them happier customers of your customers, which is brilliant. Wow, the first part of this discussion has been terrific. I really look forward to part two of the discussion on our next podcast. Thanks to each of you from Wonderbox for your participation. This is Zena saying bye for now. Thanks for tuning in to Transform Now. For more insightful discussions on digital transformation and more, check out our podcast channel where you'll find all of our previous episodes. To make sure you never miss an episode, subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast player. And if you like what you heard, please leave us a review. For more information about digital transformation and the future of work, check out blueprism.com to learn how Blue Prism's digital workforce 
is enabling enterprise transformation now.